fellow Americans, it looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not gonna make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principles and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government, and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. Um, just Instagram and YouTube, pretty much. <laughs> Those are the only two I can handle. So uh, on other carnivore channels, you can get pretty graphic. How how graphic do you want me to be? As graphic as you. <laughs> Listen, I've heard I've heard people on some of these carnivore channels literally describe the dumps they take. That's that's where I'm getting. <laughs> oh, is that you on your channel? Yeah, you take you don't take pictures of it, do you? Do you like show pictures of it? All right. No, some no. people do. So I don't know. Some people, you know. <laughs> But let's just say, if we were looking at the Bristol chart, it's now. <laughs> <laughs>
(laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so how I got started, I uh, was my whole life, basically, as long as I can remember, I was chronically constipated. So I never had a normal bowel movement my entire life. So it was not fun. I was just constantly bloated because I was literally full of shit. I don't know. If, can I cuss on this? <laughs> uh, <okay>. So I was <laughs> constantly bloated. <laughs> and um, cro- uh, like chronically constipated. And then because I was bloated and my gut was all messed up, I had really bad acne from starting in sixth grade. So I was overweight, had acne, of course, had a bad haircut on top of that. That has nothing. So, but, um, and then my, yeah, then my system was awful. So I was sick all the time. I was constantly in the doctors getting antibiotics and Z packs, which makes it even worse, which makes your immune system even worse. Um, so basically I did that. And then when I was 19, I went gluten-free and that helped a lot, but I still had acne, mood swings, depression, um, was overweight. I couldn't lose 20 pounds unless I literally starved myself. But of course that never worked. So I would gain the weight back. Uh, and then I was married at the time and my husband showed me the John Joe Rogan, Sean Baker podcast, uh, that episode. And he said, Hey, Uh, This kind of sounds like something you could relate to. Just give it a listen. If you want to try it, I'll try it with you. So January 2020, uh, we did the carnivore diet for World Carnivore Month, and I never looked back after that. My skin started to clear up. My bowel movements were normal for the first time since I could remember. Um, My mental issues started to get a whole lot better, which is insane that nutrition has such a huge connection mental issues which I bet you guys talk about all the time with <laughs> people yeah. Yeah, not, not to mention we both have mental issues of our own <laughs> yeah so um and I lost 20 pounds yeah I lost 20 pounds in one month and then I just kind of stuck with it after that and am happier and healthier than I have ever been probably oh a little over three It'll be four years in January. No, no, definitely not. So when when we the first month ended, um, we started to do like cheat meals on the weekend, and then my health um, issues started to come back. And I was like, okay, I can't do this. I have to be a little more strict. Um, so I pretty much stay strict. Um, I do drink coffee still, which is technically not carnivore, but it's decaf because I can't handle the withdrawal symptoms. So I just drink decaf. Um, And then I will use seasonings on occasion, which aren't carnivore. Um, So I'm not super, super strict, but like 99% of my diet is, I guess that is super strict. So like 99%. (laughs) Yeah. I, when I first started, I, cause I grew up, my dad has gout and he was told he couldn't eat red meat, which is not true. Um, so we never ate red meat in my house. We ate fish and white meat chicken only. So when I first started, I 
could not handle eating red meat. Uh, the fat on it grossed me out, so I had to use condiments and stuff in the beginning to get my palate used to eating meat, and then now I, I just crave it, and I just have salt on it, and I get totally roasted. Like, white girl doesn't season her food, but um, it's I like it like that. <laughs> so literally just just salt you'll use. There's, there's, there's absolutely no, like, there there's no... There's no seasoning whatsoever. It's whatever you're, and are you cooking with the salt or are you just cooking the meat and then adding salt for taste? Um, yeah, so I personally will cook the meat first or cook eggs first and then add salt afterward. But with eggs especially, do not add salt until after you cook them. It makes it so much better, I promise. You can do a taste test and, and don't <laughs> No, it's trust me. Do a taste test. I did a reel about this too. But do a taste test back, um, back to back of make make scrambled eggs and salt them while you're cooking, and then make scrambled eggs and don't salt them until you're ready to pull them off the heat or like till they're done and you're about to plate. Mm. Um, and it is so much better salting after. And with meat, I just salt after just because I just do that. It's not. I haven't really done a taste test or anything. I just figured, why not? <laughs> that that one. <laughs> and flying by the seat of my pants with that one. That's a flat top, right? I don't add salt to like my food really much at all uh, after it's cooked. And I eggs, I don't put salt on at all. I love eggs. I could eat eggs all day long, but now it's salt. I, I like hard boiled eggs. And I'll, what I'll do is I like putting a little black pepper on it and a little, when I mean a little, like a dot of that sriracha sauce and it just, you know, that, that, right, right. There is. Dude, go on Amazon. Is is it that much? Oh, I just it was I didn't pay that much. I got the the two big bottles and I think they were I I've had them for a while. Interesting. No, yeah, tell me. I bet you it's salting after. It it's it will change your life. So, so, all right. You you're you're on this carnivore diet for a little over 3 years. You it's got to be from what I I I get. I try not that I went full carnivore, but I do go there were times where I was like, all right, I'm done with the carbs, done with the sugar. I'm just eating meat and I'm not as strict as you with it and how it's done like strict carnivore, but I will, I'll stick to, you know, beef, chicken, steak, eggs, and, and repeat and just keep doing it, keep doing it. But I'll also use some seasoning, not really big on the sauces. It's just like salt, pepper, maybe a little bit of garlic powder and that's it. Although I will marinate a skirt steak and soy sauce, but I get it. it it's, it's, it's not the carnivore diet. I, and I and I watching the videos of of other uh, carnivore eaters on YouTube. It's it's not uh, maybe it maybe you'll disagree, but how difficult is it 
to prepare meals? Like you're, are you eating three meals a day, always meat or no? How are you doing it? So since the beginning, I've eaten about two meals a day. Um, and I rarely eat three. I don't think I've really ever eaten three meals. Maybe I'll have like snacks, like maybe snack on butter, which also triggers people. It's just snacking, just eating. It. I That's haven't right. done that before. I've seen a lot of people do it. Okay. Uh, and uh, I've seen it too. And it, and, and it, it makes me want to gag every time I see it. And I see that people are now. You mentioned about coffee, but I see that these people will take like little, big chunks of butter and put it in their in their coffee in the morning and drink it. Like, I'm sorry, but I, I you know, I barely use butter on toast if I'm eating eggs. Really? Just, yeah, you're a fucking weirdo, though, dude. No, you're no, you're terrified I, of mayonnaise. I, I yeah, I don't like mayonnaise. <laughs> I use butter, but I can't take a pa- a big cube of it and put it in my mouth and eat it. <laughs> so and it, uh, in the coffee it is delicious you so this, this stop. <laughs> no dude i've i've heard that from many people not even people in the carnivore space that a, a, a dollop of butter in your coffee is is delicious it's and a raw egg so this is what i do i do butter and a raw egg and then you blend it and the egg makes it frothy like a latte and the butter makes it creamy so then you have a perfect cream substitute and i just add like a dash of salt to just like give it some nice flavor and um then you don't have to use coffee mate which is full of gross chemicals yeah yeah, I don't drink coffee. Unfortunately, it goes right through me. So I, yeah, I, I, do not, I, I can't probably, do it. I'm probably a four or five cup a day, but it's either and not often it, it, that I drink it black, but I don't use sugar and I'll use a little bit of half and half or a little bit of heavy cream, depending on what's available. Would you I, do, I won't even put milk. Would you do it or try a raw egg? What I a raw egg? What do you do? You just take the raw egg and yolk and all and put it in the coffee? Yeah, I mean, some people just do the yolk. Um, some people, I just do the whole egg. I crack it in there and then blend it up in a Nutribullet, and then it gets all foamy and delicious like a latte. So you 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 throw it in like a blender. Can you whip it really good and then put it in, or you have to like use a blender to do it? Um, I've I've always just used a little Nutribullet, so I've a never an alternative way to do it. So and I'm then not- pour it in the coffee. Yeah, and then pour it in the coffee. And you can do it hot or iced. Um, if you do butter, you'd have to you have to melt the butter first before you put it in the ice, or it'll get clumpy. But that's that's a whole other story. <laughs> you could do it with just the egg. I, you know, I'm I'm intrigued. I might I might have to try it. I might I might just- I might try that because I do love eggs, and yeah. I, I I still cannot figure out like coffee crushes me. It's bad. It's not a good situation. So we'll I do stay with egg and cream or something. That yeah. Would- so I got to try it though. I got to try it, but I want to, I want to, you, you mentioned earlier that your father had a severe case of gout and uh, was told that you couldn't have red meat. And I'm glad you brought that up because my brother-in-law, he's got gout and he's told the same exact thing. And I've been trying to tell him like, I'm like, Kirk, that's, that's not true. Like you can definitely eat red meat because he loves steak. He loves red meat, but he gets such terrible gout every time he eats it. So he stays away from it all of the time. Uh, can you go in a little deeper on that and explain why it, it doesn't correlate to gout and what's actually causing the gout uh, rather than the red meat? Yeah, so yeah, my dad has gout and he was told to stay away from red meat and alcohol and he doesn't mm-hmm. really drink alcohol. So he stayed away from red meat, but he would still get gout flare ups because his diet was just like carbs and 
chicken. Um, and then when I started telling him about carnivore, he was like, I can't do that. I have gout. And then his doctor, um, he went to the doctor and he was diagnosed pre-diabetic and his doctor recommended keto. Thankfully, he had an awesome doctor. And Luckily, he, yeah. Yeah, he was like, hey, this is kind of what Jess has been bugging me about. Maybe I should listen to her. Um, so he, him and my mom both went on a kind of ketovore type diet where they were mm-hmm. doing 50 carbs a day um, maximum, um, trying to stay under 50. And uh, they were eating tons of red meat and he hasn't gotten a gout flare up. That was about two years ago. Um, really? He asked his doctor, um, when his doctor told him to do keto, um, he said, I can't, I have gout. Um, and the doctor told him, we tell people that you have to, you can give up, um, meat and alcohol or sugar. You have to give up two of them, meat, alcohol, sugar. Um, this is what his doctor said. And he said, we tell people to give up meat or alcohol because there would be more willing to give up meat than to give up sugar. Because people cannot give up sugar. So they don't even tell people that sugar is an option. And he said, I, 20 years of my life, I haven't been able to eat steak because you guys didn't tell me that sugar, I could have cut out sugar out of my diet. Which in today's day, it's so tough to do because there's literally sugar in everything. It's not even real sugar. It's that fake fructose corn syrup, and it's labeled all different things nowadays, uh, which is crazy. But it's, that's a very tough thing to get rid of. I've, I've struggled. I have a sweet tooth. Love yeah. my love my sweets. Ice cream, ugh, it's my it, favorite. And I don't want to like vilify sugar, um, like fruits and stuff. Like I have nothing against that. It's like it's what you're talking about with like the over ultra processed like mm-hmm. stuff in the packaging with like the seed oils and the 500 ingredients that you can't pronounce. Like if people just would like eat real whole food, one ingredient foods like steak. Yes carrots you know and like stuff like that instead of getting things in packagings like mac and cheese and um frozen pizzas and all this stuff like if people would just eat real whole food we would be so much healthier like i'm not trying to tell everyone to go carnivore i definitely don't think everyone needs to go carnivore but just read the ingredients you know and and eat without a doubt yeah yeah it's it's really it's it's so tough because they make real whole foods a lot harder to get they're more expensive uh and you know they're they're trying to shut down any pathways to go to directly to the source go to the farmer's market go to a rancher uh they're trying to shut that down as, as best as they can uh and and prevent that and we see what's going on in ireland they're, they're killing cows because of <laughs> climate change man bear pig yeah um but um it's very important to figure out what diet is best for you and i I recommend the carnivore diet now have you dabbled at since you started with this carnivore journey eating uh only meat have you tried adding vegetables or fruit back into your diet um or have you just completely stayed away from it uh i don't really have any interest in adding vegetables back in like every six months or so like it's very rare i'll have some blueberries like i Mm -hmm. really berries um and it's like a handful of blueberries and then i'm like okay i'm good for another six months and then i don't really like crave them or want them um after that until the next six months comes along i don't know why but it just seems like every like six months i i'll just eat a handful full of blueberries um but vegetables i have no interest in because you can get 
every essential like thing that your body needs you can find in meat or animal products so i just mm-hmm. don't eat the vegetables and they're i used to say that i loved vegetables i used to eat a ton of vegetables mm-hmm. but now that i know that there's nothing really healthy or essential in them that i need that i can't get from meat if you put a vegetable in front of me and a steak in front of me i'm gonna eat the steak or 10 like, times out of 10 yeah like so i i just don't really I don't miss vegetables. I don't see the point in vegetables. I'd rather eat a steak. <laughs> I love that you just said that. It's like music to my ears. I haven't like, I don't think I've eaten a vegetable. Not even before, well before I even knew the carnivore diet exists. Cause I was just like you, Sean Baker was my first time I heard about this. And I was like, Oh, this is perfect for me. I don't, I don't eat vegetables already. I watched yeah. this video. I read his book, loved it. And, uh, I, cause I hate, I always hated them. I'm like, there's no way that all this healthy food that we're supposed to be eating tastes like shit. Like it tastes like garbage. <laughs> like this food does not taste good. Like, like why is vegetables. it that, why is it this, that this food that it, it tastes delicious every time I eat it and no matter how it's prepared, it's fucking delicious, but you put vegetables in front of you and you can you can dress it up however you want and it tastes like shit every time why it makes no sense and to me it, it never registered as to why i'm supposed to eat this i didn't understand the science behind it or any of the nutrition behind it, it just that that logic alone it, it, it never clicked in my head like i felt like if we're supposed to be eating healthy and and what's best for us it would tastes good it's just like sex like we're supposed to be having sex and there's a reason why it feels good you know what i'm saying like this is the this is the way god created things don't you think yeah and a lot of people always ask well don't you need fiber to poop and no i was chronically constipated eating right tons of fiber excuse me, fiber is not, does not always agree with everyone. Some people have just like iron stomachs, but that was not my case. I got so constipated eating fiber. And now that I'm just eating meat and animal products, I'm great. Well, what do you, what do you say to the people? I'm sure you've having me, I mean, you got a, a pretty big following on Instagram and you're obviously you're, you're posting mostly about the carnivore diet and nutrition and things. I'm sure, I don't know if you engage with them or if you have had a debate or an argument with people that say, well, just eating meat is not safe. Do you ever get that? Do you ever engage with those people? And like, what, what? She trolls them, Alan. What do you you say to somebody that like, not not a trolling argument, what do you say to somebody that says, how is it safe to just eat meat? Aren't you missing things? Like, all right, maybe the fiber, you, you, you just addressed that, but what about things like potassium and magnesium, which they say you get from certain vegetables are like, and, and a lot, they say, well, a lot of people on carnivore diets end up being on, uh, on supplements. Like what, what's, what do you, where do you go with that? I haven't taken any supplements, uh, since I started. Well, I did take creatine cause I was going to the gym pretty consistently and I was like, I'm going to get a little extra muscle boost. Um, but it wasn't right lacking creatine so i've never taken supplements because i'm lacking anything but i would ask that person what essential what essential thing am i missing that i'm not getting from animal products i would ask them that question and see they probably can't say because people are just regurgitating information um without a doubt you can you get everything that your body needs from meat and animal products and people will be like oh vitamin c you're gonna get scurvy i haven't got yet it's been almost four years i'm still waiting for it to kick in (laughs) Uh, on (laughs) card yeah don't uh 
you don't need as much levels of vitamin C. Nutrition with Judy, um, who wrote Carnivore Cure, she goes into great detail in, in that if people are interested in learning more about that. Um, and she has like a whole website that details um, all of the nutritional breakdown of meat and animal products. So if people are curious what's in an egg, um, she has all that information. It's Nutrition with Judy, uh, Carnivore Cure. It's so cool too, um, because people really do not understand how how nutritious um, a steak is, or even like an egg, an egg, yeah, or if, butter, butter too. People when, are when when you cook a steak. Well, one, what's your what's your favorite? Do you have a, what's your favorite cut of meat when you when you go for a steak? Ribeye, of course. Ribeye. Okay. Now, how do you eat it? How do you like how when you decide? All right, I'm going to have a ribeye. How do you cook it? What's what you know? Uh, what, what do you like the temperature and everything else at? And this this also goes back to your other question I didn't um, answer because we were on a tangent, but um, I don't take a long time to cook. Sometimes I'll just put a frozen okay. steak in my air fryer. Um, I do not meal prep. I do not plan. If there is meat in the fridge, I'll eat it. If there's something in our freezer, I'll just put it in the air fryer frozen. I do things easy, minimal. Uh, that's why one of the perks of this diet, because I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to have skills in the kitchen. <laughs> sure. Yeah. How does the air fryer work with steak? It does it all right? Yeah, yeah. So it's not as good as over a grill. I don't think anything will ever beat steak on a grill. Sure. Um, if you have a frozen air fryer or if you have a frozen steak and an air fryer and you're hungry, it'll get the job done. It makes it pretty good. I've are never you, heard. Are you a medium? Are you a rare? Are you a medium rare steak eater? I am rare to the point where I also get trolled for eating raw meat. <laughs> Black and blue. So you're sure, a, yeah. okay. Yeah, you're you're like a, a real you're like a a cannibal carnivore. Like you're, you're it's bleeding. The cow is mowing as you're biting into it, which is cool because I like it a little on the. I like a nice rare medium side. rare. Yeah, a little on the yeah. rare side for sure. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to ask you. I had I had a question lined up and we got caught up in in a tangent. Um, no, it's it's uh wild because we've had a few people on the show uh that that are very big advocates of the carnivore diet uh like butter the guys from butterfield i don't know if you follow them they're good friends of the show um and it's always from a male's perspective i have very few women in this space that are speaking uh at the level that you're speaking about the carnivore diet um and a lot of people that push back uh, are women. They're like, oh, that's more of a diet for men. Like, I, I don't see myself eating that kind of diet. Like, what do you say to other women uh, that see you eating this carnivore diet and think it's more of like, it's not for women to eat? Yeah, it's I, it's crazy to me. Like, I'm I'm human. Like, it's yeah. just, <laughs> we, we evolved like eating meat. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, the women weren't just like going and picking berries and then it's like, no, you only get to eat those berries. You don't get to eat this. I killed. Um, so I, I in it, I've always been asked to, or people will make fun of me and say like, you look manlier the more you do this. And I'm like, nice one. Um, yeah. <laughs> they ask Got me, em. do you, yeah, you, you trolled me. Um, and people will say like, do you get more aggressive? And it's like, well, I'm not compliant. Like if that's what you mean, like I have opinions and I my mind so if that's aggressive to you then sure um but like eating meat is like natural it's like what we were made to do i don't understand women that want to eat salads and be fragile dainty little breakable like compliant little things um mm -hmm. meat is delicious and 
wonderful. And I used to be that girl that ate only oatmeal and salads and fruits and vegetables and white meat chicken and turkey bacon. I convinced myself I liked turkey bacon. I don't know how. That's a I, sin. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how. That's like it's either it's either regular bacon, pork belly. You know, it's uh, that's 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 what I, that's what I'm into. Which before I started carnivore, I never ate bacon because I told myself I didn't like it because I thought it was unhealthy, and I ate turkey bacon. And then when I started carnivore, and I like realized I gave myself permission basically to eat bacon, I realized that it is actually like the most delicious thing on the planet. Yes. <laughs> It it what really was, is. It's nature's candy. Well, when was the last time you had a physical and your blood work done? Um, before we moved to Okinawa. Okay. All right. So you're, but you're back in the states now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you had your physical and you were obviously into the carnivore diet for a while, I would take, and you did all your blood work, how did everything come back? Oh, it was. Oh, this is frustrating. So you have to get the, of course, like approved to go to Okinawa. And we went to the doctor and got the blood work done. Everything was perfect. Um, she, it was so frustrating. She was asking me, like interrogating me, asking me questions because she didn't believe that I was as healthy as I was. I was really, I think I was 30 at the time. Um, I might've been 29, 30. I don't remember now, but um, she didn't, be couldn't believe that I was on no medication. I had no health problems that I had no other problems going on and my blood work was fine. So she was searching for something that was wrong with me and I haven't been vaccinated. So that was the thing that she decided to pick at. And she wrote little notes on my paper saying refuses the vaccine, won't get vaccinated, um, all that stuff. So that was the only issue that she had with me that she could find. Um, of course it was. Literally, I would say to that doctor, after you're done writing a note, like if you sell a shirt that says I refuse the vaccine, I'll happily buy it and wear it right now. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> it's like, a yeah, I was like, put that on my chart if you want. That was the only thing that she could find that was wrong with me. This doctor was on not the back. happy that you're, because you obviously told the doctor that you're on the carnivore diet, right? Well, I didn't explicitly say that because I didn't need to. Um, okay. Like I answered all her questions and it's like, do you eat chocolate? No. Do you drink wine or alcohol? No. Um, gotcha. Yeah. And um, it's, it's sad. It's really sad because like, but it's, it's sad that you go into a doctor and you, they don't believe that a, a female in her early thirties is on no medication because so what is it? I wrote it down. 70% um, of American uh, adults are on at least one prescription medication. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, you say 70%. To me, it almost seems like a low number. I would even either add 5 to 10% of that. Just in me thinking about it. Every Listen, everyone I know is on some sort of medication, whether it's for something minor or, or some other ailment. All right. And it's, it's wild how many people are on medications. And I don't mean supplements. I mean legit medications mm -hmm. that some doctor is prescribing for them. And then when that's not working, they chase it with another medication. My wife was a victim of this years ago, and it really, really caused her a lot of health problems when they did that to her because they were chasing medications with other medications, some medications that contraindicated with other medications. It, it, was, it was a horror show. And <laughs> It, it comes down to where you're living proof and there are so many other people out there that if you change your diet, okay, look at some diabetics. Like my my mother uh, was a, diagnosed with the diabetes and they wanted to put her on a type of medication, but not, not insulin, whatever it was. 
and she she said no and they said the alternative is changing your diet and she had the willpower and she and she's done that and 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 still I, she, she's not on any diabetic medication because she's on a strict diet that's good for her and she she avoids well, that 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 medication. Th- this is why this conversation is is so important. We're constantly on this show talking about how big pharma is evil. They prey on us. They want us dependent on them. Uh, and like you just said, seventy percent. And I, I agree with Alan. I, I'd be willing to bet it's more uh, are on some form of medication. And I've said so many times in the show that uh, cholesterol medication and blood pressure medication is the biggest scam in yeah. the, in the world. There's so statin they're, medications yep. destroy men. Yeah. Oh, destroy men. But, but not, not, not only uh, are they easily fixed cholesterol and blood pressure problems with diet and nutrition and exercise very easily fixed, but, if you get put on them, you're now a, a customer to these big pharmaceutical companies for life. You're now going to be taking this blood pressure or cholesterol medication for the rest of your life. And they're going to get paid by your insurance company every single month. And they don't care. It's not helping you. It's not solving the root issue and the root problem. And it's so wild to me that you go and get these physicals done. And it's so rare that an individual could be so healthy and have such clean blood work and clean tests that they're like, wait a second, this, this, this doesn't compute. This doesn't make sense. And that's really what it was. I don't even think it was that she didn't believe you. It was like, I've never seen this before. It's like this, this doesn't happen. And, and that's really scary. And it's sad that we're here in, in this world that human beings as smart, as intelligent as we are, have no idea, no clue. What is a healthy diet and what's the best diet for us? There's so many damn diets out there that they push down your throat through influence and doctors and, and TV shows. I mean, it's how many, if you had to put a number on it, Jess, how many how many different diets do you think there are out there that are, that are peddled online and, and everywhere else? Uh, a, a, <laughs> She's I, like, it's uh, got to be hundreds, hundreds. The key, I think the key is 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 if something's not working, then you got to pivot and try something else. Like I tried so many different things. And if you have to do if you're doing a diet and you have to take 50 billion supplements um, in your diet, something else is going to be is yes. going because yes. like in future, like when we were like in hut still or whatever, like you weren't you couldn't go down to your local store and get like collagen supplements and magnesium supplements and mm-hmm. stuff like you got it from the food that you were eating like we didn't all of a sudden like modern people like um start having these deficiencies out of nowhere like it's it's obviously lacking in our food so if you're so you need to eat something that is going to give you that and animal products does that <laughs> so well, i but I'm I'm biased though. <laughs> I'm, I'm no listen. I'm with you. I feel the best when I'm strictly eating nothing but meat. Like when I I'm Italian. I love my pastas and my carbs. Uh, love it. And it's probably that and ice cream are my two biggest weaknesses in my in my diet. Uh, as far as cutting everything else. But like my burgers, I cut the buns out. Uh, I just you know have the patty and some egg on top. Um, but it it. I feel the best when I'm doing that. And it may be different for most people, but I, you know, I used to fight professionally and uh, I had to have the most energy possible while cutting tons and tons of weight. And the way I did that was with meat. I did it with red meat. I could have a very small piece of steak, but that was my meal. Uh, It was like an eight ounce steak and I'd have a glass of water with it. And that was all I would eat. And that was how I was able to cut, you know, 40 pounds and keep it off 
uh, and perform at an extremely high level uh, as a high level athlete. It's not easy to do. And you see a lot of these UFC fighters, they're having very similar results. A lot of them are on carnivore diets. I know Chad Mendes cured his, his uh, eczema with, uh, with a carnivore diet. I know Chris Weidman has been healing his broken leg with a carnivore diet. George St. Pierre is on the carnivore diet. He actually works closely with Paul Saladino uh, and, and uh, they're so su- they do supplements together. Um, so there's a lot of high level athletes that have to perform at extremely high levels while eating very, very little amounts of food. Um, that's, that's really what it comes down to. And a lot of them are going towards a carnivore diet. Now I want to ask, because one of the big pushbacks that I get from people and I tell, and it's, it's, it's very hard to convince because of the brainwashing that we've received and uh, the, uh, demonization of animal fats uh, and how bad animal fats are. And I, I try to tell people, I'm like, animal fats are actually one of the most nutrient dense things that we can consume. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the chewiness of, of, of the, the big fat piece on the steak, but I understand the nutrient denseness of it. So can, 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 can you explain why it's important uh, to eat animal fat and, and why it's not so as bad as everybody makes it out to be? Uh, well, I mean, it is essential. Uh, so it is for sure. You need um, fat and protein. You carbs are not essential, contrary to popular belief. You don't. You don't need carbs. Um, and so, fat and your brain, I think, is I want to say seventy percent. I don't know the exact um, number, but it's like made up like seventy percent fat. So your brain needs that fat. Um, mm-hmm. Cholesterol, your body actually needs cholesterol. Everyone fears cholesterol, but if you if your cholesterol is too low, you will die. Um, so cholesterol is um, essential. Very <laughs> important. Yeah, I- yeah, very important. Um, so it's it and fat also is like an energy source too. So if you cut out uh, carbs, you're gonna need to <sighs> those fats so that your mm-hmm. body have um energy because uh, it's going to need something to burn uh so yeah fat is super super important i can't believe you don't like the fat on steak i love oh, it. i love it i, I don't I like do. the I chewiness I'm a, I'm a texture eater like that's why i never liked vegetables because i never liked the texture of the vegetables um even fruits like i love the flavor and the taste of blueberries or strawberries but i hate the texture of the fruit itself uh and the fat it, like i start i'm not 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 a fan I, I like the flavor don't get me wrong i love the flavor uh but the texture not a fan if so you can add if you don't like fat on steak you can add butter and that's a good um like fatty thing to add if you have a lean oh. cut and then you add butter do, that's good. do you know how much butter i cook my steaks with Okay. Yeah, you're, I, I, I use yeah. a lot of butter when I, I literally steak. I don't use any oils I in my pan. It's mm-hmm. it's I, butter straight into the pan. I let it sit there in the butter. I baste it with the butter and then I pan sear it for two minutes each side and I throw it in the oven with two slabs of butter on top of the steak before I take it out. That thing is soaked in butter. And my girlfriend, she's like, you can't put that much butter. It's not healthy. I'm like, no, it is. It's very healthy for me. And she doesn't get it. Um, What's not healthy is the giant baked potato that you want to have with that steak loaded with shit that's what you that's what you don't want to have yes when somebody asks you if, if there's an easy answer for it um what's the difference between uh carnivore diet and and going keto uh so keto you can still do carbs and stuff it's just a lower amount of carbs to try to stay in ketosis right. um 
carnivore is just strictly animal uh, meat and animal products. Um, but it's any meat, land or sea, and then animal products like eggs and dairy if you can tolerate them. And then lion is just ruminant meat, salt, and water. Yeah, the lion. I saw. You, so you did that for how long? Did you do the lion diet? A full month. Just a month. Yes. Was that, that was that more difficult than just strictly carnivore to stick with that? Like, did you? Because I, I do want to talk about this exactly. Did you get a lot more palate fatigue? Like, you like to call it with the lion diet than you would with yeah. a traditional carnivore. Yeah, so it is any ruminant meat. So you do have a little bit of variety with that. Um, you can do like goat and lamb and camel if you can find camel and cow, obviously. Um, so you do have a little bit of variety, but I did it while I was in Okinawa. And basically the only thing I had access to was cow. So I just did beef, salt, and water. Um, so that did get a little tiring. It... it wasn't difficult in the sense like i mean i did it um so i it, it wasn't difficult in that sense i wasn't like white knuckling through it i was still eating steak and still enjoying myself because mm -hmm. it's this um but uh what i got palate fatigue with was i bought a lot of ground beef because it is very cheap and it was very mm -hmm. cheap U.S. commissary i would get two pounds for three dollars um so we loaded up on that when i decided to do lion the lion diet and i would just put my uh, ground beef in a pan and just cook it in its own fat and eat it in a bowl basically and that started to get tiring and but what i found is that just slightly cooking things differently and slightly changing one little thing can reduce palate fatigue significantly so when I started getting tired of my bowl of ground beef, I made them into little meatballs and then I um, like put them in the air fryer and then I put them in a pan, I think. Um, but I, I got them crispy somehow, like crispy on the outside and just making them into little meatballs and changing the texture just a little bit made it like a completely different meal and I, and I actually enjoyed it. So every couple days I would just switch up the way I was cooking the beef and just change one little thing and it tricked my brain enough into thinking it was a completely new meal. That was that was going to be my 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 question is because I I don't know if you call it the carnivore diet or just cutting carbs. Basically the diet was meat, eggs and cheese. That, that 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 was the diet. That's a carnivore and, diet. All right. So I was doing it. My wife was doing it. And then by default, my 10-year-old was doing it who loves steak, loves chicken. I mean, she she loves it. And then one day I go in the kitchen and you know, I have to stand in there and I go, I I can't eat an other piece of meat, another steak, another piece of chicken. And we were laughing because we were watching one of the videos and I, it was another woman. I think she's Asian. I'm not sure. The butter uh, steak gal? Yeah, her. Yep, I follow talking, all of them, yeah. She was talking about, I think she was calling it meat fatigue. You're calling it palate fatigue, and which which makes perfect sense. And it was like I was really I, – I was upset. Like I was legitimately pissed off. Like my favorite food is a steak, and right now <laughs> if I see a steak – I'm going to stab somebody in the face because I can't eat another piece of meat. Like I was pissed and my wife was laughing at me. Like, I, I don't know what to do. And then people were saying like, oh, well, you just got to push through it. You just have to push through it. And then, you know, you say something like, oh, just change it up and change the texture. And uh, it, it, I'm going to tell you, I'll be honest. It took me, um, I, I was pissed to the point where now I had to just like uh, spite eat. 
like <laughs> carbs, what I love. And I'm like, I want big ziti right now. <laughs> Fuck this. Get on the phone. And then tomorrow we're going to order a pizza. And I'm not putting any meat toppings on it. I was like, street, just me. extra cheese. It, that was it. And it was like, I was so mad. because I was so mad that I, I disliked meat because yeah. I got that fatigue. And then, it, you know, it, and that lasted for a little while. And then, you know, I listen, I, I'm... I'm going to eat meat later. You know, like I, I want to eat meat and I try to stay away from the carbs, but carbs are like my guilty pleasure. I, I, I try like James just mentioned, but it, it's very hard, whether it's pasta, rice, breads, I love them, mm-hmm. but I'm really trying to, you know, to, to not eat them. Cause I'll tell you what, when I did it and there are bouts where I'll do it, I, you know, I'll just cut out carbs and sugars and, and I'll go, I'll go three, four weeks and then, and then longer and the weight just falls off me. And then I wake up in the morning and I don't have an ache in my body. Yeah. Where if I go carb heavy, people don't realize when they stop eating carbs and sugars. And I'm not a big sweet person. Like, I, I don't really like a lot of sugars. I, I don't drink soda. I literally will wake up in the morning and I will ache from my toes to my nose. Everything will ache and crack. Like I'm 44 years old. You would think I'm 64 years old getting out of bed in the morning. And then when I'm not eating the carbs, I'm like ready to rock. I don't have a, I don't have a pain in a, in any joint. It's wild. Mm-hmm. And then, so when you tell me that eating meat is not meat only is not healthy, like you're, you're a moron, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, and just to, to back up what you're saying too, like I only did lion diet for a month. I don't like Michaela Peterson. That's how she eats. And I, mm-hmm. respect that, but I could not do that indefinitely. I like carnivore and carnivore is where I find my little happy place of, I have a variety of meats I can eat and cheese and eggs and raw milk and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a plethora of options and other people think that that is too restricting and then they need to add in some fruits and vegetables and stuff. And, um, that's their happy place. And so the key is just to like find sustainable for you. And, and maybe that's carnivore, maybe that's lion, maybe that's keto. Um, who knows? Hopefully not vegan. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely stay away, stay away from the vegan diet. And I want to get into that for a second, but I, I I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the best diet for anybody is a diet that you're going to stick to. That's easy for you to do. Cause that's, that's the biggest issue. People start these diets and it's so hard to stick to it. And um, you know, that's something that I wanted to get into with you with the carnivore diet, because, you know, some people travel a lot and they're on the road constantly. They're like, like for me, my old, my old profession, I was in sales. So I'd be driving on the road all day, uh, going to all these different appointments and I'd have to stop and just get something quick. Uh, I wouldn't really have time to cook myself dinner, uh, because mm-hmm. I wasn't home. What are some substitutions for people, uh, that are, that m- may be traveling and they can't just have ground beef at the house to cook and uh, make a, even though it is, it does take 10 minutes. They're just not home to do so. Like what, what would you suggest that they do to try to stick towards a a more animal uh, based diet, a carnivore style diet, run over a cat. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. Dog dog people over here. Good. Aren't like, I feel like cat meat would not be good. Cause no, no, Uh, No. but uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think at any gas station you can go into, there's going to be hard boiled eggs and that's going to be a good option. Um, Ooh, that's, that's a rough sell gas station, hard boiled eggs. That's a oh, yeah. fucking tough no, sell. 
we have we have the set we have seven elevens on every corner near me and they all have hard boiled eggs and like either either there's two of them or four of them i think they even have six of them if you want yeah so i would say like that's what i do if i'm in a pinch i'll do hard boiled eggs um i i jerky you have to be careful with jerky archers archers um is seems to be a good brand they're little um like sausage sticks. Yes. I get carnivore crisps. That's what I get. And they're actually they're actually local to Vegas carnivore crisps. That's cool. uh, I uh-huh. mean, I've had them once. Um but you can also just like make your own. If you uh, you said you're not home and stuff, but like m- making your own jerky is more cost effective and in my opinion it's more delicious too. Like if you get if you if you like if you don't like fat, but if you get like fatty i i forget what i use um i forget what the meat is called but it's like thin sliced beef and like with big chunks of fat and i'll put it in my dehydrator and make my own jerky and dehydrated fat is like candy it is the (laughs) delicious thing like if you have a piece of like a little sliver of meat and then a big chunk of dehydrated fat it just melts in your mouth and it is (laughs) one My favorite things. So you're 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 misconstruing. It's not that I don't like the fat. I like the flavor. Like I love the taste of a ribeye steak. I don't like the chewiness in my mouth. Like I don't like sitting there and that have that soft chewy. It's, it's I'm not a fan. Which uh, I'm surprised. I figured it would just it would just remind you of chewing on a foreskin. I figured you'd enjoy <laughs> that. Why are you gay? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Alan. No, but. Uh, so I do like the flavor. So like the dehydrated fat I could do because it's not going to have that chewy, chewy flavor. Um, and, and I've actually been wanting to start making my own jerky because I, I, I'm a big meat smoker, love smoking meat. Uh, so I've heard. Yeah, big fan of smoking meat. I'm like Mark Zuckerberg smoke, <laughs> smoking the meats out here. <laughs> Fuck you, Alan. <laughs> Why are you gay? I thought we were supposed to make fun of Alan. It seems yeah, like we it's, it's flipped it, around. We call it, we do a little trolling. We, we, we flipped call. this whole thing around. It's not how it's supposed to work, Alan. It's not how it's supposed to work. Uh, you know, it is. You know. Don't piece of garbage, you fucking fag. <laughs> so... <laughs> I want to I, I actually want to start making my own jerky because I can make it in the smoker. I got to get a meat slicer so I can thinly slice the meat. Uh, you can get even like a London broil and slice that up. And uh, I knew somebody that made bear jerky once and it was it was heavily seasoned, though, and it was spicy, but it was good. I've had bear jerky. Yeah. So yeah. what 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 uh, is some of the weirdest meat? that you would say that you've eaten while you've started this journey? Like, have you tried any like different meats that people would think are a little off? What, what have uh, you had? Well, I've had goat cause there's a lot of goat in Okinawa. Um, and it was, it was okay. I, um, it came in really thin slices and I just put, I dry brined it. Basically I put salt on it and put it in my fridge and mm-hmm. then it was basically like jerky anyway so i just ate it like that raw and it was it was okay um and then i had camel and camel was so boring i i don't know if i just got what did it taste like yeah what is i i couldn't even imagine it tastes like the chicken of red meat it had like no flavor it was so boring i don't know if i just got the wrong cut or if camel is like actually delicious and i got a weird one but it was the most boring piece of meat i ever ate did you eat that in okinawa as well yeah so i was they, gonna say where do you even get camel yeah there's a there's a um grocery store um by kadena air force base that um they have horse and rabbit and alligator and i've had alligator 
yeah, they have kangaroo and camel and um, beef, horse, wagyu. Um, you ever have horse meat? Horse, meat, have horse meat. You, you have you ever eaten it? No, I haven't had horse meat. Um, I. I want to. I don't know if I want to try it. <laughs> I'm good on the horse I'd, meat. I don't think I'd want to eat horse meat. I'm um, I'm good on the horse meat. I don't I don't need any horse meat. But I, so so in Okinawa because you know when I think of steaks and meat, like I think about Japanese wagyu steaks. Uh, how is the meat like the quality, everything in Japan in comparisons to the states? So Okinawa is a little different than mainland. Um, so the Wagyu that I would always get in Okinawa was kind of disappointing. Um, it's very expensive. And for some reason in Japanese grocery stores, uh, they just slice the meat really thin. There's no steaks. You can't just go into a grocery store and get a big steak like you can in the United States. Why? I don't know. It's sliced really thin. So the Wagyu pieces are like this big and like this thin so then by the time it's done it's like this big <laughs> and you're paying like 50 bucks it's just yeah wow too, too expensive and it frustrates me that they pre-slice everything for you except the beef tongue pre-sliced beef tongue is actually the most delicious thing so i will i will commit really it. yeah beef, beef tongue beef tongue is so delicious and in in okinawa and i don't know if they do it in mainland too but they they because here you whenever you see people make it it's the actual tongue and you boil it and then you have to peel the tongue and then it looks you, gross you make it's so good but the, and then you like uh make shredded tongue tacos uh, and yeah. <laughs> shredded tongue tacos in in okinawa they slice it really thin for you and then if you go to like yakiniku um jab, like barbecued uh, or grilled meat like where the grill is in front of you uh -huh, yep so if you just grill the tongue, it is the most delicious thing. And get the slices and hydrate them and turn them into little chips. It is so good. So I, but like, how yeah. do you season a beef tongue? Just salt? Yeah, I just use salt. I mean, I'm sure it would be good with like spiciness and stuff. Like like salt that. and pepper would, would, would be good. Cause yeah. I'd be super hesitant to try that. But like, besides the Wagyu, like just regular, like say you go to the grocery store, do they only have Wagyu beef or like? No, you, you, I actually, we actually had to search for Wagyu in Okinawa. Um, it wasn't uh, like readily available, like at our local store. We had to go to that special store that had mm -hmm. all those kinds of meat stuff. You ever, ah. been to, you ever been to Coco's Curry House in Okinawa? Oh, the gosh, they're everywhere. I've never been though, because I don't know. I only ask because my, my my good friend uh, J.R. Majewski's in the chat, and he was in the military, and he he did some time there in, in, in Okinawa, and then he just put in the chat, Kogo's Curry House in Okinawa. What's up, J.R.? Where <laughs> and oh, it's like a chain. Yeah, yeah. There, there. I think it's a drive-through too. I I've, I've never really? been. It's like a drive-through curry house. And my last name is Curry, and <laughs> it's very. Yeah, popular. It doesn't taste good. Your last name. Your last name sucks. I taste delicious, Alan. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be. I, I want to actually. Um, I want to shit on the Liver King a little bit. <laughs> what do you What do you think about that clown? Um. So, I'm assuming you're talking about like the steroids and stuff like that. Well, here's here's my thing with him. Yeah. Besides, even before. He came clean about that. I saw this guy, and I, I, I was following him. I was watching him, and, and he, he was very cringe in the stuff he would do. And I get it. It's for content and Instagram. But to me, he's just like a guy 
who knew another guy and they kind of made his whole persona in a boardroom. And then yeah. he, he sells all kinds of, of supplements, apparently. Like he's in, involved heavily in that. Like that's his business. And then he sits there in a big wooden chair with no shirt on with a stupid hat eating bull balls and <laughs> other things. Like I, I obviously he's not true. Whatever he, he calls his diet and his, his weird terms. But to me, a guy like that makes people who advocate for the carnivore diet look bad in, in my opinion uh, you know i just wanted to bring him up like what you're on the carnivore diet you obviously know who he is what's your take on his whole on his whole persona i think he's like a walking meme i don't really <laughs> yes yeah um i i agree with you that i think his whole character is a character that he's putting on to like make make money and he's obviously Successful at it. Um, I think that his tenants or whatever he calls them, I think he calls them. Yeah, the tenants. Yeah. Um, I think they're they're like good things to be like shooting for. Like I I agree with like what like with his. Yeah, his ten tenants are yeah. Right. Yeah, what he what he is advocating for. I don't necessarily agree with the with the, I I wouldn't want to put myself out there like he does. I yeah. mean. I guess some some people call me cringy, um, but I guess that's the nature of social media. But I I don't know. I think he's just funny. Like I I don't take him too yeah. seriously. I think that he's advocating for more manly men, which I agree with. Um, mm -hmm. Sure. I, I think it's like one of those things that it's just like, uh, let's. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I. He's what? more of a click and view guy. Yeah. His messaging is there. All right. I, I'm not saying anything negative about his messaging because, yeah, you're advocating for manly men. We're advocating for eating healthy. It is cringy at times. And then Very. it's just one of those things where, like, when he when he was getting accused, getting accused, getting accused, and then he finally came clean, it was like. And I he kept like, making those troll videos about it. Yeah, yeah. I felt like all of the seriousness behind his me messaging of the positive advocating he was doing of things we just mentioned kind of went out the window and everybody was like, this guy is a joke. F screw him and his messaging about manly men and everything else because he's not even there. Like he's yeah. he's 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 like a, a G he's geoengineered, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what he is. Well, that's exactly exactly what it is, and it makes it, 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 it as soon as you mention like, "Hey, I'm I'm doing a animal based or I'm doing a carnivore diet to try to get my health in check and uh, live a healthier lifestyle," people immediately say, "Oh, you 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 following the Liver King?" Like that's the right. immediate response. It's it's no longer like actual questions of substance as to why you're doing it or what your reasoning behind it. It's like, "Oh, you must be you know one of those Liver King nuts." Um, yeah. and, and and I, I fought. Go ahead. People have called me liver queen or like you just follow liver king. So, yeah, I totally understand what you're so saying. So you get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and it's unfortunate because because like like you guys were both saying, his messaging is there. Like the things that he is talking about uh, actually hold value and are important. It's just his delivery and the way he's doing it. It's making it more difficult for people like yourself, uh, you know, steak and butter gal, the butter fueled guys. Uh, that are actually pumping out really good information and not standing behind the character. Like what I love about you is you're, you're yourself 100% of the time. Like you, you put everything out in the camera and I love it. Like you, you, t you show your whole entire journey through the lion diet. Like I followed very, very closely and I love what you're doing because uh, it, it brings a, a very great perspective on the benefits and also some of the, the trials and tribulations of going through this diet and through this journey. Uh, you, you, you're not shy and you don't hide any of it. Um, 
And it's, it's such an important thing. Like you said earlier, you're extremely healthy. Your blood work is coming back so clean that people don't believe you. Um, and you're, 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 I think I need to take this time to, to come clean and say, I am on steroids. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> yes i knew it i knew it i was actually gonna say spends all day making instagram reels about carnivore diet and nutrition and she's gonna now sit in front of the tv with a pint of ben and jerry's and kill the whole thing <laughs> oh that's what i do i just binge ice cream all night <laughs> I feel like, I feel like hard to cover that up <laughs> she's a fraud ladies and gentlemen we got her so being on the subject of, of fraud and fraudulent things, I know, James, we wanted to get into the whole idea of one. Well, th- th- I guess there's two things. Maybe we'll hit maybe we'll hit this first. The advocation of wanting for everyone not to eat meat and then yes. the, the the issue of the excuse of climate change and cow farts, and you have places like Ireland that wants to kill 200,000 cows over the course of whatever it is, how many years, and spend all that money. And then the mysterious you know, death of cattle in our country, all of a sudden, oh, it's 115 degrees and we lost 20,000 cows. It's been 115 degrees every summer there and none of the cows have ever died or spontaneous fires. In, the hottest day in, in, ever. In, in, yeah, so like... Well, where do, where do you stand? Obviously, I'm 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 sure I know where you stand, but what's what's your thought process when you see all of this happening with the government working so hard to to have people not eat meat? Yeah, well, that's that's one of the biggest things that I'm trying to do, and I get so much hate for it from other carnivores or meat eaters i don't know if they're carnivore exactly where they say stop being mean to vegans leave vegans alone I'm like no like don't you understand like and this is being pushed by the government yes. like you're as a healthy uh, option for people and it's not it's not healthy it's not better for the environment nothing that they're saying it's not helping any more animals veganism kills animals too kills more animals yeah like so once we like start telling the truth about veganism and people if they still want to go that route have at it it's a free country you can eat the plants if you want to but people are being lied to and it's and Mm -hmm. they're they're trying this diet under the assumption that it's morally better it's better for their health it's better for the environment and none of those things are true so i am not going to stop trolling vegans and pointing out that fact until the truth about veganism is widely known and because that frustrates me and well and it's not it's not just that did I answer your question or did I just go on my own little rant? No, no, you, no, you, no you, 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 you did. But no, but you you're, did. You're, you're absolutely right because the vegans, they come after us harder than anybody. Like if you post anything about eating meat, like it's it's insane. Like it gets intense how some of these vegan people come after you when you start posting carnivore uh, diet type stuff. Like even, even in, in people that are patriots that love this country. Like if I start posting anything carnivore, like they immediately like, like rabid dogs, they become uh, violent vegans. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's even and, possible. And, and it's not even that they're trying to virtue signal, like how dare you kill a cow? It's like, they just attack you just, just because like that's what they're trained to do. Like you're, you're not supposed to be eating this stuff. And I have a big issue with it because you know, we talked about earlier how big pharma wants us dependent on them. 
They want us to be taking medication for the rest of our lives. And most people, if not all people on a vegan diet are supplement supplementing their diet with some sort of supplement, uh, if not multiple supplements, just to get all the vitamins and nutrients that they need. They're literally making fake meat and using all these chemicals to make it taste like bacon and taste like this is how far they're going. It's absolutely ridiculous. But there's a reason why that they're pushing this, this vegan diet on people and they're trying to make it popular. There's a reason for it because it goes back to big pharma. Okay, let's not give them all the nutrients that they need. Let's not give them all the, the vitamins that they need that they get right here from this one ingredient product that we've been eating for literal centuries, meat. Uh, let's make them eat leaves like rabbits and then they'll get sick and they'll, they'll come to us for cures to those sicknesses. And you're absolutely right. You're, you're pointing right to your mind for those who are listening on the audio. You have so many mental issues in your, you like the amount of people that I hear that are vegan that have brain fog in the morning that wake up and they just like can't function like for a couple hours. It's, it's astounding to me. And I always, t- cause that, that's what I always tell people. I'm like, listen, if you're a vegan and you wake up and you feel hundred percent every day, like you feel great, you're happy, your mood is regulated. You're not fatigued. You're not tired. You're not grouchy or achy in the morning. Like if that's you on a regular basis, then keep doing you. Keep doing you, boo-boo. That's fine. But no one says that. Everybody's like, well, I wake up. I'm a little foggy in the morning. I'm a little fatigued sometimes. I don't have the energy that I used to. I think it's because I'm getting older, though. Uh, I love that one. Um, also, but also, let's, let's face it. Well, first, Jess, do you know personally, like, do you interact or know personally any vegans that you see in person on a, on a regular basis? Not on a regular basis, um, but I did when I lived with my parents before, before I moved to Okinawa. Um, mm-hmm. Someone in their church was vegan. So typically the vegans that I've seen in person, and I have a very dear beloved family member who I love very much, who has been vegan a very, very long time. I mean, a very, very long time and actually has um, pretty much converted her mother into uh, veganism. And she is it's very interesting because she just became a board certified nutritionist in a hospital. Oh my goodness. And I know she's never going to watch a show because she is a liberal and she hates everything of what I do with politics. So I'm, it's not even, I'm not even worried about her seeing this and getting mad and I'll say it. And even if she does see it, well, you know, uh, I love you, but every time I see her, she looks unhealthy. She's very, she's Mm -hmm. She's very pretty. She's young. But when I see her, I feel bad because when I get up close and personal, I'm talking the pale skin, a lot of makeup and the texture of what it seems like of her skin under the makeup is not good. And it's really hard to tell because I don't know if I've ever seen her without makeup. Maybe when she was really, she's, she's younger, a lot younger than me, but yeah, she's an, she's an adult now. And uh, it, it, it looks like I can't explain it. It looks like there's so much makeup on that. That's all you see is the texture of the layers of makeup. And she has a nose ring and I notice it around her nose ring. Every time I see her, it's just the skin texture is just weird. But not only that, she looks frail, frail. Um, every time I see her, there's always a bout of she's tired. She's going to go lay down. It'll be a family party. She's going to go lay down. Um, uh, and, and the, not that I'm going to call her mentally ill or anything like that. I'm not, but there isn't 100% firing on all cylinders, mental clarity 
mm-hmm. where I believe she is on on a medication. I don't know what medication. And I really, truly believe that it all comes down to she's very shy and timid, okay? And I believe that all revolves around the vegan diet that she has been on for an extended period of time. But the kicker is this girl is now a board-certified nutritionist, went to school to be a nutritionist, and now works in a very big hospital system in the ho- as a nutritionist, which is, is very weird because I doubt in nutrition, nutritionist school, they're, te- they're, they're teaching you the vegan diet. A lot of them are. I wouldn't be surprised now because they're all woke. Right, but, yeah. but not not only. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just it's wild. It's just wild how when you see a vegan, they're usually typically frail and and you can even tell by their personality. And let's face it, I'm sure if you took a poll and and the statistics, I've never looked at this. Maybe you have the level of mental illness, some sort of mental illness among vegans has to be a lot higher than people, whether they're on a regular diet, like everyday Joe Schmo, or uh, and people who are eating carnivore. Yeah, I think they've done studies on that before. Of um, Vegans have more mental issues than meat eaters. I don't think they did carnivore. I think they just did meat eaters. I'm, yeah. I, uh, the No Reason to Be Vegan uh, page has uh, studies on that, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah. And it, it's just sad. And at one point, I feel like a lot of vegans or ex-vegans will have that similar story of at some point they had to decide between like eating meat and saving their life. And you eventually you have to make that decision of is your life more important than that animal's life? And a lot of times people, most of the time people say yes. Hopefully they'll say yes. Um, but in, in my opinion, with going back to like the government control and, and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of hate for this too. But my opinion is that the ultimate, the logical conclusion of veganism is suicide um, because you are killing your body um, by not giving it the nutrients that it needs. And then if you do it from like an ethical perspective of trying to save the planet so you're not eating meat and stuff like that, then the logical conclusion to that would be to kill yourself, to remove yourself from the planet because they see us as human beings, as the like termite that's on yes. the um, yes. everything around us. So to take that to its logical conclusion, remove yourself from this planet and then it would be better if that's like your thinking so that that's always it it just doesn't make sense to me and i've never been vegan thankfully because it never made sense to me of just taking it to its logical conclusion of like death is always the logical conclusion of veganism. it really is and they don't realize how just by you know making these uh plants and growing these plants how many of these animals die rabbits squirrels uh they all get destroyed by the the the, the machines that are going through there uh there's so many animals that die guess what fertilizer is made out of (laughs) yeah poison and poison um it's i can't imagine a female a biological female an adult human female it's ma'am alan that can it is ma'am not a birthing person a woman that could actually give a true birth that could have a healthy pregnancy with no complications being 100% vegan. I don't see how that's possible where, to me, every vegan female, I would have, would they be labeled as high risk just for the nutrition value of 
the the baby that's brewing inside of them or is there just you know they're going to load them up on different supplements because they're not getting the nutrition that they need for themselves and the and the the human that's growing inside of them yeah well there's a really interesting video um i it was floating around a while ago but they um took the placenta of a i don't know if it was vegan or vegetarian but it was some sort of plant-based person and then the placenta of a meat eater and compared it and it was insane just how deathly and just gray and just not healthy looking the the plant eater was versus the meat eater and stuff like that is just like you can't argue that like when people tell me like this is just placebo it's a placebo effect and it's going to catch up with you eventually it's like i don't believe you like like you were saying like the aches and pains are gone like you can look at like a body and tell like i have i'm not like malnourished looking i have like, i never felt so good just eating meat jess yeah. i never felt so good i don't believe that it's you you cannot convince me that it's unhealthy i mean and i know it's not unhealthy but it just it doesn't make sense and what's crazy is more and more people are confirming this message. There's more and more people that are finding out about this diet. They're trying it and they're saying the same thing. Like, I'll never forget when Sean Baker went on Joe Rogan's show and Joe was very skeptical at first. He was like, I, I don't know if this is really tried it. And he literally was like, I've never felt better in my, in my life. He's like, you may think it's crazy, but my body never felt better. And there's so many people that are coming up with those stories as well that are trying this diet. And, and in many cases I've seen, it's a last resort for people. It's a, a lot of people have tried everything and they're so sick and tired of being sick and tired or, 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 or uh, feeling like garbage. And they're like, you know what, let me, let me just give this a shot. And very quickly they start to notice the issues that they were having go away. Like with all of the issues that you were having pre discovering carnivore, how quickly did you really start to notice, notice things start to get better for you as far as your health, your, your men, your mentality, your bowel movements, how quickly was that change? Within the first month. Yeah. So these things happen very quickly for people. And like you, those things are life changing. Like I, I, I'm in pain every day because uh, I was a professional fighter. I got in a car accident. I've herniated discs. I'm in constant pain all of the time. And I would do, do anything to make that joint pain to go away. And uh, or my neck pain to go away. And uh, I haven't fully, like, I haven't fully cut out carbs yet because I love pasta but I'm very close to it. I'm very, very close to it. And I'm very interested to seeing how my body reacts completely. No carbs whatsoever, just meat and eggs. Uh, Cause that's basically all my diet is uh, other than, other than pasta. I've cut out. It's all w- water and is the only thing. And that strawberry I ice cream. No, I haven't had strawberry ice cream in fucking forever. No. Uh, when you said ice cream, I was going to ask you, have you ever made like animal based ice cream or carnivore ice cream? Oh, I, I, hear I, I have this. to try it. I have to try it. Uh, like I want to make tradition, like with salt and the cream. Like, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So what I do is I, my, a lot of people think mine is gross, but, um, I, you do a heavy cream and then I think it's like one egg and then you can add a bunch of yolks to make it more delicious. So I think I do like one egg and four yolks and then I add butter to mine and salt. So mine is just heavy cream, eggs, butter, and salt. And I would try that. So delicious, but a lot of other people will do, um, instead of butter, they'll add like vanilla extract or maple syrup, um, things or like honey. That. Yeah. Honey. And then just freeze it. And then that's it. You got it. Well, you got your ice cream. 
Yeah, I mean, I have a little ice cream maker. Um, so you just, I just pour it in and it just turns and turns it into little, ice cream. Yeah, it blends it, right? Like it's like a mixer. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those. No, I, I, I have to try that because ice cream is literally my favorite thing in the world. I love ice cream. Um, yeah. But and, I, uh, have you, you mentioned Carnivore Chris, but have you tried Power Pucks yet? No, I haven't had Power Pucks. Okay, so those? it's like, um, a puck it's actually really big it's and it's a thousand calories for the whole puck and it's like 90 grams of fat and 30 some 39 grams of protein and zero carbs but they have and it's like a meal replacement um like kind of like pemmican like carnivore bar but um yes so i've seen the pemmican yeah it's similar to that wait what are they called jess they're called power pucks and they have the best flavors. So if you, if you can't quite get all the way carnivore and you need some, like some treat every now and then look into the power pucks. They, they have like mint. My, um, he, my dad tried the mint with the cacao base and it literally smelled like fudge. It smelled so delicious. And then they have just natural. That's just pork rinds and tallow for carnivore, strict carnivores. And they have vanilla wafer, French vanilla, peanut butter chocolate regular chocolate. see that's what i want i need to try yeah. these that's are like I, ice creams it's so it's it's tallow and the flavor and then pork rind so it's kind of like pemmican and it okay. comes keep doing this like i'm presenting it um and <laughs> you're like vanna, vanna white over here like yeah, it's it comes in a puck and it's a really good size i you can't eat the whole thing on by itself like it's so filling because it is such a high a high fat content but uh -huh. it's if you need something sweet um, and you're like craving that and it's creamy and delicious because of the tallow, they're really, those are really good. And they're, um, I don't think they're ex as expensive as, as carnivore bar because those can get pretty pricey. But that is a big, a big deterrent for a lot of people in the corner because they think immediately like, oh, I can only eat steaks. And it's not true. Like I literally ground beef like is, is, is my go to. I eat so much ground beef. It's insane. And I, I, I make them into patties. I eat them, you know, uh, just ground beef, just chopped up. Uh, you know, you can you can prepare like you said, prepare it differently. I even did those. I would take the I would take the ground beef and I'd almost make like a, I'd make the donuts out of them with the hole in the middle and I'd put the egg in it and i'd yeah. make them in the skillet and then i you know i'd fry them up i mean they, they tend to get messy but they they were they were so good you know you yep. have the, the little, yolk running through a little it, freshly you know? grated cheese on top you know you can you can have some fun with it um yeah that's one of my favorite things and it's so easy is just cook ground beef and cook it in its own fat keep i keep the fat in there because i like fat and then i just add my eggs and just mix eggs in directly in there and then have like scrambled grand ground beef and it's like yep. one it's like ham it's like hamburger helper with eggs instead of macaroni it's I, it's awesome i don't even like i don't even do them scrambled like i would i would do that when i was doing it i would make a um there's a little salt and pepper and i would make the ground beef and i keep the fat in it also and then i would um uh make two fried eggs a little over easy so the yolk is nice and gooey and then i'd put it on top and puncture the yolks and get it all into the meat and then i'd eat it that way of course add a little sriracha to it and it was i mean it was heaven and i was literally eating that just about every day as like uh, around lunchtime and um and then it just got to the point where i i could not push through it and i i just i i had that palate fade and um i'm gonna do it again and i'm gonna see and and take your advice is try to 
just do it a little differently and 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 change the texture. Like I'll make meatballs, and I like to make them in the cast iron skillet too. And I, I'll almost like, I almost like things a little burnt at times, um, like with the crust on it. And yeah, I try try to get the outside of the meatballs like that, almost crunchy, crusty like. And yeah, I, 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 nice I got to do it again. I, nice I, I little de- char. Definitely yes. love the whole idea of it. CQ and, Fine Cues just said she they started carnivore in March and they're down 40 plus pounds. Um that's, that's awesome. That's, that's great. awesome. That's, that's awesome. Great. That's like two three months. They they're down 40 pounds. Some people can't even lose 40 pounds in a year, let alone no. a couple of months. It's that's that's amazing. And uh, is that go ahead. strict diet or exercise too? I'm sorry, Jess. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, I see if she responds, but um and you keep it off of this because it's because it's called the carnivore diet, because like it's diet is like the food you're putting in your mouth. Yeah. But it's like it's a sustainable thing because you're nourishing your body. Like yes. every other diet, it's like you go on a crash and then you binge and crash and binge because you're starving yourself. And with this way of eating, you aren't starving yourself. You a lot of people actually undereat because it's so filling, and you have to be careful of that too. But um, so it's a sustainable thing. Like for me, I lost twenty pounds, and I've kept it off without without any issue for over three years now. Like without, I don't count calories. I work out less now than I did before. Um, like if I feel like <laughs> for a run, I'm not like super strict about my workout routine anymore and I look better I feel better I've kept it off for over three years now don't count anything I just eat when I'm hungry stop when I'm full it's the easiest most sustainable thing in my opinion (laughs) well you don't do any intermittent fasting or anything do you no, I tried it and I liked it. So when my husband, my husband will leave um, for a couple months at a time, like right now he's in Thailand for six months, which is why I'm in the United States. But um, when he leaves, I'll, I'll try things like that. Um, but then when he came back home, um, I like to eat with him and eat my meals with him. So I, yeah. I stopped it and I didn't, I, I liked it. It was just, it's just not something that's going to be sustainable for my lifestyle because he's like gone and back and gone. Right. And- Makes sense. Makes sense. No, it's 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 the the thing with the carnivore diet is when you eat, you're satiated, like you're full, like you don't. You, and, and 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 that full feeling lasts for a long time. Like that's that's my issue. Like I'll eat these empty meals and a couple hours later, I'm like, all right, I'm hungry again and I don't feel like cooking again. So I'll snack and I'll eat something that I'm not supposed to. Whereas when you're eating uh, a carnivore diet or just strictly meat. I'm, I'm full. Like I'll eat my meal. Like after this, normally I eat, I'll eat, uh, before the show, but today we had to eat after the show. Um, but even still, that's like eight, eight o'clock the latest, uh, you know, I try to eat before then and I'm full the rest of the night. If I eat like a bowl of pasta, yeah, I'm hungry by, you know, two, three hours later for a snack. I'm like, all right, let me go see what I got in the pantry to, to snack yeah. on. And have you noticed you don't get hangry on carnivore? Like if you if you go um, a couple of hours without eating and you're you're running on carbs, like you get hangry. Yes. And, and when you're on carnivore, you could go all day without eating. Like if you have a busy day and you feel fine, like you don't get hangry on this diet because your body is still nourished. Yes, I get that with lack of coffee too because uh, I, like I, it's it's a caffeine addiction. It's it's a real thing, and and my wife does it too. We'll go through caffeine withdrawals. Like I'll have my two cups in the morning, and then by two three o'clock. I have to have another cup, at least one, if not two. And then maybe sometimes at nine, 10 o'clock at night, I got to have another, at least one. So it's, if I don't have the caffeine 
and that four to six six hours is 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 really pushing it like i need a cup of coffee but that 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 four or five hour mark i start to get like i'm gonna stab a baby for a cup of coffee like that's it's gonna happen so your diet is is mostly like I'm going to eat when I'm hungry. I don't, you don't re- regimen. It's like, all right, I got to eat by this time. It's like, all right, I'm hungry now. Let me just cook some meat and eat. Like you don't have any strictness to the time frame Cause I know a lot of people who are on diets, uh, they stick to like eating one time a day at this time. Uh, it's just literally, all right, I feel hungry. I'm going to eat kind of thing. Yeah. And it, I just go completely off of how I'm feeling. Like when I was, I, and I get into like routines too. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was still living in Okinawa, I would wake up in the morning and I would get hungry. So I would eat around like 8 a.m. And then I'd eat again around 5 a.m. And then since coming to California, maybe it's just like the heat or something. But like I'm not I haven't been hungry in the mornings and I won't eat until like two, two o'clock. Like today I I was busy all morning, like helping my dad. And I went for a run and um, and you thought was- the show this morning was this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad. By 45 or something like that. Oh and, my goodness. And, I, and then I messaged you and I was so nervous that I wasn't going to like be, I was going to miss it or something. And then I read the flyer and I was like, oh, EM, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So it's 8.30 AM California time. That's, that's, that's absurd. Yeah. yeah. I, I said, it's way too early to be gangbanging on the government that early. Alan does it every day on the East coast. I do. I do an 8 a.m. show every morning, Monday to Friday for an hour. But that's, you know, it's, it's East Coast. I wake up at 630. I'm up anyway. And, then you know, whatever. I do what I got to do. I felt so bad. I was like, oh, my goodness. She that's was crazy. up super early. Oh, so, my. I usually uh, around six anyway. So it wasn't like that too much. It was like 15 minutes earlier than I usually wake up. Um, so it, it was fine. But I, I thought I was going to miss it. So I'm just glad that I didn't miss it. <laughs> No, we're glad we're glad as well because this is a, this is a phenomenal show and you're a wealth of information and uh, I, I'm fascinated that people still doubt the results that people are seeing. Like I, I, it's it's so amazing to me and I think part of the reason is is you know government brainwashing. Have you seen the the Tufts University uh, new food the food chart? Yeah, this, Lucky Charms are higher than ground beef. This one. Yeah. Yeah. Kale, kale is, is up at the top. 100. Watermelons below kale. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that doesn't, another thing people don't take into consideration is bioavailability, which is super high in meat. So like if you're eating kale, like you and you, it's like, oh, it has all of these good things and which it doesn't have cal- or spinach. Spinach, that's a lie that spinach has calcium. But anyway, you so kale is like promoted as this like super healthy, super food. Yeah, thing. they call it a super food. But, but then once it like breaks down into your body, because your body can't naturally digest fibers and stuff like that, it just like sits in your intestines and stuff. That's why when people eat tons of fiber, you have huge shits because it's like literally the bioavailability, it takes as what it can out of it. And then the rest just sits inside you until yep. you wrap it out. But with carnivore, like and eating meat and things like that, it's so highly bioavailable that you're actually getting all of those nutrients out of it and your body's absorbing it. So then by the time it passes through, like you, you don't, you're not going to the bathroom five times a day with these massive, like smelly, gross, like bowel movements, because your body is using everything that you're consuming. So like that, yeah. I always point that out to people. I say to them, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, when you, when you take a shit, 
do you see like vegetables and pieces of beans and and all of these plant foods come out in your shit? They're like, yeah, all the time. I'm like, have you ever seen a chunk of steak like just sitting at the side of your shit, like like Mr. Hanky with a little steak nugget on the top of his head? <laughs> Mr. Uh, Hanky with a steak knife just shouting yeah, down on the grill. Yeah. So I gotta ask this updated food compass scores. Like, what is it? like? All right, so kale this, is at hundred. What are the numbers this, based on? This was done by Tufts University, commissioned by Joe Biden's White House. Uh, And this is this is their new food pyramid that they're trying to push. What do the Uh, numbers mean? So it's it's like basically it's kind of to be be encouraged. It's basically Tufts University has a scale that they follow and. According to their scale, kale is at the top and it hits this number and red meat is at the bottom and it hits this number. So it's like it's their scale, their thing that they did. And this is what they came up with. And this is the White House's new standard. Almond M&Ms are higher up than ground beef, cheddar cheese and eggs and butter. Frosted mini wheats, Alan, is fourth on the list unsweetened almond milk like how do you milk an almond i'm still confused on how that happens Uh, yeah nut milks are all just like seed oils and stuff like if you just read the ingredients on nut milks like mm -hmm. you you could press your own almonds and make your own almond milk that would be so much healthier than getting it in the store like if you really want almond milk it's it's all it's all chemicals they have lucky lucky charms is up here canned pineapples and heavy syrup well, at least they have at least they have skinless chicken breasts up up in the moderate area. In the moderate area, but like you have wow. su- sweet potato chips, egg substitute in vegetable oil. That's my favorite. Egg substitute in vegetable oil is right below the to be encouraged, and eggs fried in butter is at the very bottom in red to be minimized. Like, how does that make sense? Like, let's eat. This fake processed egg substitute, like this is all chemicals. It's not real. We've never had this before in our entire history of humanity until recently. <laughs> and vegetable wow. oil, which is also highly processed and is basically uh, machine lube. You might as well you might as well use it just to, to lube up the machines. And it's it's like less than 50 years old. I think it's like 49 years old this year. So it's, it's not even half a century well, old. It started with Crisco in the early 1900s. That was like the really the first one that came out. Crisco. Wow. I think I, I think Crisco is 1913 area, somewhere around there. They literally want you to minimize ground beef, cheese, and eggs. And butter. Yeah. Like, but, butter. but ice cream cones with nuts is healthier than all of those things. Like, I love ice cream. Don't get me wrong, but there's no way you and can nuts. convince me. There's no <laughs> way you can convince me that that is any way, shape, or form healthier. Frosted mini wheats, they taste delicious. Awesome. But there's no way you can tell me in any shape or form that these are better for you than, than ground beef or eggs. Like there's no fucking way. And the I fact that they, they have kale Why? at the top of the list, like kale, yeah. it drives me nuts. There's so many oxalates in kale. Like people get so many kidney stones. Like I, I, I always wondered, like a lot of my friends and I, I I'm going to knock on wood just to be safe, but a lot of my friends get kidney stones. A lot of people I know get kidney stones, and I never, I've never gotten one before. You and are I, lucky. And I attribute that to the fact that I have not eaten a vegetable in in the better part of a decade. It's like I just, don't eat vegetables. vegetables. Though it's not just vegetables. So I've had kidney stones three times, and 
when I was a uh, uh, years ago when I was a paramedic in the city, I would eat very unhealthy, and I would drink a lot of you know Coke, Diet Coke, just you mm-hmm. know soft drinks, soda, right? And uh, and coffee, soda and, co- and 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 coffee. So I had my fur. I didn't even know what it was. Uh oh, we lost her. Uh oh, oh there just- she is. I was just checking on my battery. <laughs> so, so, so literally, we, uh, I don't know, Jesse, you ever have a kidney stone? No. Sorry. Nice. I did to break your train of thought. Sorry. No, no, you, 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 you didn't. You, you're so, you're so lucky. I, it is the male childbirth. It, it is true. Yeah. You're, you, it is, it is these calcium deposits that move around like little rocks. And it feels like somebody takes your testicle and puts it in a vice and just rapidly squeezes it. So I'm literally, I, I crashed an ambulance for w- w- g- getting a kidney stone suddenly because it put me in a fetal position and I was driving. Yeah. Like uh, that, that's how bad it was. And then the other two times, I was actually wow. a, a standing in the emergency room and I dropped like a ton of bricks. There was no warning. The third time there was a warning, I started feeling pain. I'm like, I think I'm getting a kidney stone. And then well, I, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I says, and it was. I didn't have to get him any of them surgically removed. I passed them all. And let me tell you, when you're trying to piss a thorny asteroid out of, out of your dick, it is. Yeah, I'm good. Some, it, honestly, yeah. it, it, it's something nobody should ever have to experience. I, and and when I, I got stabbed in the shoulder once, and that was uh, nothing compared to what a kidney stone was. Like, it was so bad. The problem is, like, when you get kidney stones, you're always prone to getting them. Like, my first kidney stone, I I, I stopped drinking, uh, uh, like, Coke, Diet Coke soda. I, I stopped. And I went, I'm a big seltzer drinker. That's really all I'll drink is, is seltzer. And it has to be the seltzer with no sodium in it. But I haven't stopped. Co- I drink a lot less uh, uh, coffee than I did back then. I mean, back then I was like six, seven cups a day, especially when I was working, like on the ambulance. And so all we did was drink coffee. If we weren't patching somebody up, we were we were drinking coffee somewhere or eating something unhealthy. And mm-hmm. yeah, three times. And I'll, I'll say I haven't had one knock on wood in over ten years. But um, yeah, not yeah. not something you want to experience as a man. I attribute it to not eating vegetables, no oxygen. People like to say that or like to tell me that I'm going to get kidney issues from eating so much meat. And that's just absolutely not true. Like there was, I don't know if you, James, have ever heard of um, Wilheimer Stephenson or either of you. Um, But so in the early 1900s, so he actually went to go live with the Inuit um, and he decided to eat like them. Oh, I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. So he ate like them which was all meat diet basically like um seal blubber or whatever they were eating um and he was like wow this we're told that this is healthy and they actually are they were extremely healthy at that time high animal fat diet yeah i don't know about now like a lot of a lot of these places who used to be healthy that once they um incorporated western diets um they're now starting to get um like diabetes and like cavities and heart disease and all these things that they never had before. But anyway, so he lived with the Inuit and then he came back to America and he decided to do an experiment with his friend and they checked into Bellevue Hospital and for a year they ate nothing but meat and a lot of people said they were going to get, they were going to die and all this stuff. They came out healthier. They checked their kidneys. Their kidneys were fine. Um, They 
I, nothing happened. Like they were healthier and better and yeah. it was a great experiment. And then it got buried. <laughs> of course it did. That's exactly yeah. what it did. Like, like the, the world health organization is the organization that put out the study that red meat causes cancer. Like right. yeah. it's all, it's all the same. It's all the same people. And it's all to scare us from eating meat. And when all these people who are, trying to scare us from eating meat are the same people that are trying to force this jab on us, trying to get us stuck on big pharma, uh, medicated uh, for life. Like these are all the same people. When these people are telling you to do this, maybe uh, it's a good idea to do the complete opposite. Like just go, go the complete opposite way. Oh, you want me to be a vegan? Okay. I'm going to eat nothing but meat. Uh, Get fucked. Um, This is, this is what I'm doing. And it's it's fucking crazy. What Someone in the chat just okay. wanted to know uh, what is the best milk to drink. Oh, I, we'll get into that in a second. What is the best milk to drink? I said raw whole milk. Um, and I don't know if you agree. Okay, so for dairy, I try to like limit dairy. Um, I'm not a huge cheese person anyway, um, but I would just drink regular milk. I know it's very naughty in the carnivore community, but when I was in Okinawa and I would want some milk, I would just drink regular milk from the store. Um, but then now that I'm in California and I have access to raw milk, I'll do raw milk. Um, so have you had raw milk yet? Yeah, yeah. It tastes just like regular milk to me. <laughs> um, but the... What- was good though was um like i find at sprouts and stuff i got like the full fat cottage cheese and the um like full fat like raw yogurt and like that and kefir um so those things i would try to do raw um but like milk i mean if i'm having a glass of milk every once in a while i'm not going to be like too picky about it um if it's raw or not but raw was delicious and people can do raw I always get because we we get raw milk at the pet store, but I get nervous because it's at the fucking pet store. Like, oh well, I think that's like because it's illegal, so I think that's how you kind of have to get around that. Yeah, that. amazing that it's illegal. It is. It's illegal to have raw milk. It's know, fucking it's wild. It's so fucking wild because it's not pasteurized and controlled by the government. Yep. Yeah. Like literally, like, what do you think of this? Like, how far they're go ahead, James. Go no, finish, finish. I was say first, what was the book that you had? So just if you want to go down like the conspiracy theory, um, which I'm not knocking conspiracy theories. I know the definition of conspiracy and I believe in them. But, we, yeah, um, we do the quote unquote. <laughs> but it's called The Big Fat Surprise. And if anyone is interested in the history of why fat is vilified, why meat is vilified, why veganism is pushed, um, this is written by an investigative reporter, and she went in um, trying to find some other story, and then she stumbled upon this and decided to, like, dedicate her whole life to it. Um, Her name's Nina Teckles. She's Mm -hmm. really amazing. Um, But she did a whole deep dive into why, when, where, follow the money all that jazz it is i've read it four times it is amazing it is a great book so if you want to go into like that type of history of of nutrition and i'm sure there's a lot of nefarious things going on behind the scenes as to why they're pushing this i've I've, i don't know the exact details but just my assumptions uh because like i said all of the people pushing this agenda this vegan agenda are all of the same people trying to kill me in other ways uh they're they're all the same fucking people it's the same 
people every time. And I'm like, yo, why, why is this? Like people don't realize that the American medical association was founded by John D Rockefeller. He literally cast out and, and had news newspaper articles written about holistic doctors and had their medical license revoked and removed and made them look like crazy quacks. And I always say there is a place, don't get me wrong. I truly believe that there is a place in this world for Western medicine. There's certain surgeries and certain things that Western medicine provides that, uh, we wouldn't have access to if it wasn't if we didn't uh, figure that out. But at the same time, imagine we took the resources, the money, the energy that we put into researching everything that we have with this petroleum based medication. And we put it into nutrition and we put it into holistic medication that has been around for centuries. Think about the things that we could be having. And I, and I truly believe a lot of the disease and the illnesses that we have directly correlate with the diet and the poison that they're literally feeding us, like the, the seed oils and, and the high fructose corn syrup and all of this processed garbage that they're putting in our food is causing all this sickness, this disease, uh, and it's, it's getting worse and worse and worse, whereas like you, you stated earlier, you're so healthy that people didn't believe how healthy you were, uh, that your blood work is coming back that healthy. It's, it's wild to me that like the fact that you said that is, is stuck in my head, this entire, uh, conversation, because just the fact that, that, that is so unbelievable to somebody is, is the saddest part of this entire conversation. Like you should be a shining example and there should be so many people like you that are that healthy that they're like, Oh yeah, this is a normal person. Like this is, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this is this is normal. When someone comes up that's fat and sick and all this medication, like it should be a complete opposite. Be like, oh my god, why is this person so fat and sick and gross uh, and and disgusting? Like it's yeah. it's sad. Well, that's being that's being praised in society now, and people like me are are being like shit on and and. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of fat shaming on this show. Yeah, we're we're very big on the fat shaming. We're not. I just so I just recorded a video today about um, my perspective on that of like I hated myself before and I I hated myself so much that it motivated me to try to fix it and Mm -hmm. something different. And if I my opinion is if I just loved and accepted myself when I was 20 pounds heavier and chronically constipated and mentally ill and had tons of acne, nothing would have ever changed. I would still be probably 40 pounds heavier at this Mm -hmm. still be like have crazy insane mood swings still be unhappy all of that and because but I would love and accept myself so like me hating myself was the motivation that I needed to be better and find something that actually worked for me and actually made me genuinely love myself and genuinely confident and genuinely happy and crushing at life it's it's fascinating to see because this is this is one of our biggest issues that we talk about. Not one of our biggest issues. I shouldn't say that, but we do talk about it a lot. We do fast shame a lot because it drives me nuts that they're trying to make this uh, the norm. They're trying to make body positivity like for okay, young people and for, children. Yeah, for everybody. Like me and so so me and Alan both posted the same video on our on our Instagram pages and both got 
uh, tons and tons of in- engagement. And it was one of those fat body positivity TikTok stars. And she's sitting in an airplane <laughs> taking up two seats. And she's like, oh, you're sitting next to me and like trying to stick her ass out and act all in sexy. Leggings. Yeah, and leggings and like looking disgusting, like absolutely like an obese pig. And she's trying to normalize it. And I posted it. And then, Alan, you know, Alan put a meme of the of a plane flying wobbly afterwards. It was <laughs> hysterical. But the amount of the amount of women in my comments that lost their shit, like absolutely went nuts uh, about this. And, I, and this is this is where I draw the line. Like if you're an unhealthy fat person and you're aware you're unhealthy and fat, but you're actively trying to get better like you're in the gym you're 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 trying to you're doing what you can it may not be perfect it may not even be making any any strides because you're you're failing in some other area but you're trying you're like i know i'm under i'm overweight i'm going to the gym i'm trying to eat healthy this that and the other you're not sitting here saying oh no just accept me for who i am i'll respect you i'm fine with that like you understand that you're not healthy but you're gonna sit here and say that it's okay to be fat and you need to accept me for being fat well we're the most obese nation in the world we're the fattest that we've ever been you look at uh the circuses uh back in the day of the fat people that would go there and people would be a spectacle of how fat they were like that's a regular person today uh and it's and it's disgusting it's evil and people are dying and getting sick and 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 not living to their best life and their 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 best self or giving the people in their life their best self because they're trying to push this body positivity this body uh accept me for who i am mentality and it drives me fucking nuts it's yeah. one of my biggest pet peeves in the world it, it it's one of the biggest problems that we face here in this country i look at how obese and sick and diseased everybody is um and they're trying to normalize it what are your thoughts on this lizzo body tommy hilfinger model fat people thing um i have i think my thoughts are pretty controversial um hopefully not but i think they're normal but i don't know um like for me I've gotten to the point where I don't respect like like political figures and stuff like that or people that I follow. If they're overweight, I don't respect them anymore. Like um t- like as much as I I used to at least. Um like I, I like you're saying like the whole thing is about control and and you're preaching like not being dependent on the system, but then you're like morbidly obese and probably on a bunch of medications. Like I'm not going to listen to what you're saying. Right. Um, like Chris like, Christie. Yeah. Like, political figures like any sort of or even christians like um if a pastor is overweight i'm not going to take him seriously anymore just knowing what i know and it's just like you can't tell me like to preach at me and and be dependent on a system like it just it doesn't click anymore um so and then with the lizzo thing and the body positivity like i am so anti-feminism and i get a lot of hate for it i one of my I, I love it keep keep I, coming I am almost like on par with Pearl yep uh oh she's doing, car, she's doing cartwheels now you're, you're doing cartwheels over here he's still there you just upside down now you just gotta flip <laughs> we gotta flip upside down there you go <laughs> she had a plug in we lost your audio, though. Oh, that's funny. 
Oh my goodness. No. <laughs> get back get out you. and come back out and come back get in. Back out and come back in. We'll get you. We're gonna wrap up soon. There you go. I think our phone died. She never plugged in. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's great. Okay, we, back. There we yeah. go. There you go. So, so you're saying you're so you're 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 almost in line with. I'm guessing that girl uh, Pearl. Oh, yeah. So yes. I am. I am almost in line with her. I agree with a lot of what she's saying, and I get a lot of uh, like the my beliefs on that are a little too far for a lot of people. Um, but I am so not girl power women supporting women i am like women should be making sandwiches and like no (laughs) like i I, um it's like one of my biggest pet peeves i don't know if this is a tangent or what but like i think it's a complete disservice when they in movies when they make females stronger than females are in real life and it bugs me so much because i can't imagine the number of females who watch hollywood movies and see a girl getting hit in the face and like still beating up a guy and thinking (laughs) in their real life that they can do that and i can't imagine how many women have actually gotten hurt thinking that they're stronger than they are like um the new mission impossible movie this uh not to spoil it but a very tiny woman saves the day and holds about 300 pounds um of of human being and it is the most frustrating thing to me in the world and in the uh, in when i was in the theater i was like are you fucking kidding me and i I said that out loud because I was so mad. Um, and it and it's like superhero movies I'm okay with, but like real women, sure. you can't get you can't get hit in the face multiple times and then your face smashed into a counter multiple times and not have broken jaws, bloody nose, and then you're gonna tell me you can get up and keep fighting a dude? I hate no. it so much. What I, is that movie with Halle Berry enough when she was getting beat by uh, her husband and then at the end she beats the shit out of her husband because no. she learned all this karate yeah. moves? I hate those videos so much when I see those videos of like self-defense like take self-defense classes I'm all for that I used Mm -hmm. to do Muay Thai I I love love that but like but I am not under the impression that I could ever like beat a man at anything especially like if my husband ever like he it's so funny um he'll he'll sometimes look at me and turn to me and be like you know I could just kill you if I wanted to (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like That's funny. I said that to my Believe me, like I, he's like, I could kill you, and it would be so easy. And I'm like, I know, like I, because we'll like, I, I love wrestling, and used to do Muay Thai, like I said, and he used to do Muay Thai, and we'll like shadow box and fight and and stuff like that, and um, we'll wrestle, and um, I'll be like, and he'll be like, okay, that's about like. 30% 30% of my power and I'm like holy shit okay <laughs> so it's like I I absolutely hate women thinking that they are stronger than they are I I wish women knew that we are not that strong men are way stronger and yeah so well, that the, was a tangent you, but that no was, you're right no. there, there are, there's women that genuinely believe that genuinely believe that they could fight a man and win. And I tell them, like, there's there's 13-year-old boys that will whip your ass and it won't even be close. Like you could train all you want and it wouldn't even be close. And and yeah. the only the only uh martial art, in my opinion, that gives women any sort of uh fighting chance is jujitsu because it is meant for a smaller person. Yeah. Uh, but even even with jujitsu, like 
it's so tough. Like I trained, I trained with Amanda Nunez, like the number one UFC fighter in the world. Like mm-hmm. I trained with her and it was always funny because when I was training Ronda Rousey was the big fighter and always everybody's asking me like, Oh, James, you think you beat Ronda Rousey? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like I'd yeah. kill, I'd, I'd kill her. And, <laughs> and I'm just some average Joe. And they, they were surprised by my answer. I'm like, why? I'm like, she may be a good fighter, but like, she's she's a female like i'm gonna punch her once and amanda i gotta give credit to amanda nunez because like it was weird sparring with a woman it was very weird i didn't like it and as and as hard as she hit like she does hit as hard as it looks like she hits she hits pretty fucking hard and i was always terrified that she was gonna knock me out in front of all these guys like it's a it was a fear of mine i will i will and no she didn't but um but she would get mad at you like when we're sparring if you took it light on her like she would get yell at you and scream at you if you took it light light on her because it was very weird throwing punches at a woman like i'm literally throwing hands at a woman like it's totally fine i'm like this is fucking weird (laughs) but she would get mad at you and she's a savage i love amanda she was such a nice human being she was a great individual um and i'm so happy for her success and i'm, and I'm glad that she had a great career but like yeah. that's my point she's the best women's fighter in history in the history of women's fighting and me an average guy an average joe i was able to to put a beating on her yeah, um, and, have and you now ever- you have loser men dressing up as women to beat them in sports and yeah, fight yeah. another, another uh, you know competition yeah. but what were you saying jess um, yeah, and also, like, and I'm not saying, like, if a highly skilled woman that's trained in martial arts and stuff, um, like, fights some dude that's, like, a soy boy that, like, had the most... Yeah, oh, she, yeah. she'll beat like, some men. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but, like, I'm, like, women and men are different. Like, that's Oh, for I'm sure. Like, <laughs> I was just using that as an example because, like, she's the elite of elite when yeah. it comes to fighting and women. Like, there's no woman in the world that is better at fighting than she is. And I fought with her. Like, I, I, I punched that woman in the face. I punched that bitch right in the mouth. And, <laughs> and, uh, I submitted her. I tell like, that's literally like one of like, if someone asks, like you, you have to do like, a job interview and you have to like say something cool about yourself, like say a little, like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the cool thing. That, oh, I tapped out uh, a UFC fighter and submitted a UFC champion. Uh, yeah, woman. The best wo- women's fighter. Reason, Go ahead. There's a reason why the female fights, like my husband and I love watching UFC fights. I always get bored when the female fights come for on. the most part. Yes. I'm, I'm a female and it's, I'm not like, Ooh, females like, yay, females. Like I'm like, okay, next. Like it's, yes. it's the most boring thing. They look so unathletic and I would like, I would be completely happy if there weren't female fights. In the US. No, I gotta, like, I gotta, there are, there are some exciting female cause I'm a big fight fan. There's some exciting female fights that are like, wow, this is unbelievable. But it's very, very rare. It's yeah. very rare. Yeah. Like you're, like you're, the, the uh, what's Ronda Rousey ones were like fun because like she would go in and just like knock someone out in like two seconds or whatever. So it was like entertaining, just like watching her put a beating on someone. But yep. like just in general, they're, mm-hmm. they're so. Boring. I think I think what would be more entertaining is you can have the octagon, you can have the cages, and I think what they should do when the women come on is have topless speed sandwich making. That would be entertaining. So I'm married. I'm married to one of the biggest misogynists in the world. She literally believes that's women. What they, they should do is be home serving their man, making their dinner, making their sandwiches, cleaning the house. 
and uh, not voting. I mean, literally, my wife thinks women shouldn't vote. And she she I'm she like, feels I'm like this close to getting there. So, so she she's, she she votes because I make her vote because of, of of the political world yep. that I'm in. And you know, yep. but she literally uh, feels like I shouldn't be voting. Women shouldn't be in power. Women shouldn't be cops. We're, they shouldn't be farming. They shouldn't be in the military. Like that's my emotional. wife. We're emotional. Like yeah. and I'm like if you I'm not going to lie. Like if I'm in danger. I don't want like a female firefighter to come rescue me or a female police officer to try to come help me. Like if I'm desperate, of course, I'm not going to be like turn them away, but I prefer like a man to come rescue me. What do you feel about pilots? Female pilots. I like, I, I think men are better at like high stress jobs. Like women are emotional and we like, if women get offended by you telling them that they're emotional, then that just proves that they're emotional. (laughs) So like we're highly emotional. We like, that's why a lot of women, like you were saying, get triggered when they, with the fat acceptance thing, because Mm -hmm. you, because we tend to think with our emotions instead of our logic. So then more women seem to be like, go towards veganism because it's like all the cute cow is getting slaughtered mm-hmm. like oh poor poor thing i'm but gonna they eat taste a- so good like yeah so like it, it and uh, some women recognize that and some people don't and i try to to recognize it and i know that i the flaws that I have and I know that I can be emotional sometimes and and things like that and I'm not delusional about it and I think that a lot of females and it's being praised right now like being emotional and following your emotions instead of like that's what they want men to be like yeah yeah it's like you were feminine yeah like you were feminizing everyone and Mm -hmm. I do not support that and I and but I I I'm not offended when people say that to me (laughs) it's it's a breath of fresh air though honestly because um, you know, I'm I'm at, at the point where things have gotten so fucking crazy in this world, like upside down clown. Where like we talk about it every every week. We're we're literally like, wait a second, we're actually having a conversation about this right now. Like this is what's going on in our country. It's so fucking crazy. And I think the only way to get back to traditionalism, to get back to family nucleus. Uh, to get back to, uh, you know, our true traditional values that, you know, America stands for is to overcorrect what what is going on right now, like to point out these things. And that's why I think there's a place in this world for people like Pearl. I love what she's doing. And people like Andrew Tate who are calling out this bullshit. Um, I, 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 I don't you don't have to agree with everything that all of these people are saying. Like, yeah. it's so wild to me that that uh, you can't sit there and say okay i don't agree with this per- this this statement but overall the most of the things that you're saying they make sense but because you said this one thing it discredits everything else that you said and that's that's where we're at in this world and it's really unfortunate oh, i have yeah. to interrupt for a go, second go ahead for, i have someone in the chat which by the way is another podcaster i'm gonna give him a shout out there we are the show they just started following us recently and he's in the chat. If anybody, do, when you're done with the, watching us, go over to We Are The Show and go follow them on Rumble. I checked out their channel. And uh, he was in the chat and he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, co- the, the co-pilot looks at looking over at the female pilot. Hey, what's wrong? And the female pilot's like, nothing. And then crashes <laughs> into a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Yep. That's why I asked. Boom, crashing into a fucking well, mountain. That's why, it's 
I didn't used to like, I feel like I didn't used to be like that, but like what really helped me and I'm going to attribute it to my husband is like, he was, he's brutally honest with me. He doesn't lie to me. And I feel like a lot of women, like if I am wearing something and I don't look good, he'll tell me and I'm not, and he won't just like lie to me and say, oh yeah, you look cute. He'll be like, no, and go into the room and like pick out a better outfit and be like, wear this. But, um, I do that too. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't lie to me. He doesn't like tell me he likes something if he doesn't. He doesn't pretend to like my cooking if I make something that sucks. Like he mm-hmm. tells me the truth. If I am being emotional, he tells me I'm being emotional. Yep. He tells me like you need to like get your attitude in check right now. I'm not dealing with this. Like he like is honest with me and he's and he acts He's like, being a man yeah, is what he's doing. Helped me understand. And it's not I, cool to be a man anymore. That's <laughs> I mean, uh, some women still like it. Um, and but he his honesty really helped to like show me like my flaws. So I think like what you're saying, like people have to kind of be brutally honest nowadays mm-hmm. to like wake people up to like make them see what what is actually wrong with the world. And it's a two way street. Like I I say all the time, like the issues that we're having in society, like with, with, you know, the divorce rate being through the roof, uh, you know, children being born out of wedlock, like all of these issues that I, I, I used to not really think were big issues. I've come to realize that they're major, major issues and a root of a, a root cause of a lot of the problems that we have today, uh, is because of this. Um, I, I really think that, it's a two way street and men are equally responsible for the reason why women are acting the way that they're acting is because there's so many effeminate men that are simping over these women just to see them naked and uh, you know, just to, to appease them and get their attention. And uh, they're instead of actually being men and, you know, saying, Hey, I want to see you naked. Stop, yeah. being a cunt, stop being a cunt about it, man. Stop being a cunt about it. Like you're going out with someone and they, I want to see you naked. I'm a man. Well, what do I'm you a man. Yep. Yep. Get naked. There's Take a desk your and, and there's a desk and you're not under yeah, clear, it. Clear the What's desk. What's going on? Clear it. Clear it. <laughs> it, but it, but it. But it is definitely a two way street. Like there's, it's a huge issue. Like I, it, it's, it's men that are just so enamored with women and they'll literally do anything to get this woman's attention. I see it all the time. And it's, it's sad. It really is sad that, uh, but, but I blame, you know, the, the programming, the brainwashing that we're getting the diet. I, I truly, the, the, the diet is probably the least talked about reason and cause for the effeminate, the feminization of men. The amount of soy and estrogen that they're pumping into our food uh, is is wreaking havoc on our testosterone. Like when I hear stats that, you know, men today have like a third of the testosterone that our grandfathers have had. That is sad, sad stat. Like I heard a stat of, uh, you know, the, the, the handshake of men, the, 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 the grip power of men has drastically decreased since the 50s. Um, and, and those are, those are scary, scary statistics. Uh, you know, obviously there's the outlier and there's people that, you know, take their health and their fitness very, very seriously. And there's people like liver King that go above and beyond and shoot steroids (laughs) to to have that. But but the, the majority of the country, that is not the case. Like when you see someone walking around, that's in shape, that's like, not even like jacked and buff, but like just in shape, you look at them like, wow, like 
good for that guy. And you respect him because you know what it go, what goes into that, like the discipline, the, uh, the sacrifice that goes into it, the, the self, uh, appreciation, because if you don't appreciate yourself, how can you appreciate anybody else? And I, and that's what I, when you said earlier that you don't respect or take anybody's opinion that doesn't take care of themselves. I, I, I really never thought about it that way. And and you're you're 100 right. Like you, you, if you can't take care of yourself, if you can't, your your number one priority. How can you give your best self to anybody else? How can you be disciplined in anything else that you do if you can't be disciplined in literally the most important thing, you? Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, it, it's it's unbelievable. But Jess, we can literally keep you here all night. I it, 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 it's been a blast. You're a lot of fun, and uh, I I love talking to you. And I would love to have you back, maybe even because I wanted to get into lab grown meat and that whole thing. I'm sure you have something to talk about that. Uh, dog food. But next time we come up, get a, a ingredients list of dog food and ingredients list of um, Beyond Meat or whatever. Um, for sure. Yeah, and then tell people ask people to tell the difference. You can't. And, and I'd love to continue on this conversation with you as well. And I uh, and I also we didn't even get to get into I wanted to get in because we, we spoke on DMs about uh, some of the things that you missed about living in America, the freedoms that you didn't have in Japan. And I did want to get into that because that's a fascinating conversation because a lot of Americans take our freedoms for granted. They take the things that we have and they 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 don't even realize that in other places in the world that you would expect to have these same similar freedoms like Japan. They don't have them. So I wanted to get into that as well. We could literally keep you here all night. Tell everybody where they could find you, uh, your, your YouTube, your Instagram handle and anything else. The, the floor is yours. Uh, so I'm most active on Instagram and it's just my name, Jessalyn.Randall. Um, on YouTube, I don't do a lot. I'm hoping to start doing more, um, but I have mine, which is Jessalyn Randall. And then I do one with my friend called Carnivore Revolution and we kind of share our story, do recipes, things like that. Um, but yeah, those are the two main places that I'm active. Well, make sure you go and there's a couple of people that are asking for your Twitter in the, in the chat. Um, are you on Twitter? I'm not, I tried, I tried to get into Twitter and I, I, cause I was really far behind on social media. I didn't have any sort of social media till like 2015 or something like that. Um, so I, I tried to get into Twitter, but I was like too, too, it was already too developed for me. And I was like, yeah. I, I can't do this. <laughs> wow. Sparky, Sparky girl said she was ready to quit eating meat, learning about all the BS they do to it. Um, and uh, this conversation changed that, I think. Well, um, if you're worried about that stuff, shop local. Find a find a local rancher. Find a rancher online. A lot of them do subscriptions and ship to yep. your um, regenerative agriculture is amazing. So find yep. tons of options for for good, good ranchers. There's yep. there's so many people that that will ship straight to your door, and there's great prices too. There's so many good ones. Alan, actually, did you start yours? I know you were looking into one. No, I haven't started. You can even order like there's places you can order full cows and just keep it in your freezer like that. that there's there's half a cow in their freezer right now. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and that's nice. the way to do it. My buddy goes up to Montana and brings them back for me every every couple months. It's awesome. Um, but make sure you go and follow Jess on all of her platforms. Check out her work. She's doing unbelievable work. I love your video today about the dogs, how you, these vegans are telling you you should eat your fucking dogs. All uh, these fucking psychopaths. Oh, you eat meat. You should just eat your pets too. What? What? Keep it up. I'm gonna start eating vegans. Yeah, seriously. 
Yeah, we I eat vegans every day. Cows are the most delicious vegans there are. Yep. They eat, make sure make sure you piss a, piss a vegan off today and eat a steak. Um, eat too, just for them. Um, but go and follow her. Shout out to our sponsors: My Page Cigars, Kush Creams, and Sirius CBD. It's been a lot of fun. We'll be back on Friday. Well, Alan will be back bright and early in the morning. I'll be back tomorrow night for Red Pill Gaming, and then we'll be back Friday, same bad time, same bad channel for Freedom Friday and memes of the week. Jess, we really appreciate you. It's been a blast, and we look forward to doing this again. Thank you, and until next time, guys. Where we go, one, we go all. See ya. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, 
a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company, and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again.